companies. Ryan, how are we doing today? Great. Yourself? Doing awesome. Good. Doing awesome. We got two guests with us today. We have uh, uh, joining us in the podcast room the Vice President of Crop Protection and Seed for Premier Ag, Mark Canary. Good morning. <laughs> he is a reluctant guest. <laughs> really? He is a reluctant guest. <laughs> really happy to be here, right? <laughs> He's not happy to be here. <laughs> If it, if his will is setting over there too, he's up against it. <laughs> and also joining us by phone uh, is Brad Chesnick, and he is uh, Brad. Give us your title. I always always promote you every time I introduce you. So uh, give us your current title with Winfield. I, I wear a lot of hats, and I I have a lot of titles. But uh, so technically, I'm the the field marketing director for the for the Eastern and Illinois BU. So. Um, uh, essentially everything east of the Mississippi and uh, mainly focused on crop protection products and uh, uh, our stamp portfolios within Winfield United. All right. Most people I, I uh, tell you about think you're the vice president of chemistry across the whole country, but I may need to change your title back a bit. If you if you have a card, we, we probably need to uh, get some of those made, and I'll just hand them out in your area. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, but in seriousness, what the topic is today for this podcast, um, and uh, I thank Brad for joining us. I sent him a text last night at a ball game, and then uh, Mark had all of about 30 minutes to prepare, so I asked him to jump on. So all of our listeners know this isn't scripted in any way, but I thought what we talked about today was just the crop protection market, uh, chemistries, the ag chemistry market, and talk a little bit about what happened last year with um, just supply and and uh, price, I guess, the unknowns around around pricing. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about going into next year. So, Brad, if uh, first just introduce yourself a little bit and how you got to be in the position you're at, and uh, then we'll jump into some topics. Yeah, for sure. So thank you. Um, so, you know, my history and background is, has been mainly in crop protection. Um, you know, I, I worked with Legacy Monsanto for a few years and uh, joined uh, – the Winfield United team in 2009, working in um, some of our, uh, from the logistical side and uh, from a sales role as an account manager um, for uh, a few years. And then uh, when this role was expanded within Winfield United in 2020, I joined our team um, of field marketers uh, across the U.S. There's six of us. And it was great timing um, because as we all know, when when COVID began, I guess that was kind of a, a tipping point on a lot of nuances to not just our industry, but most industries. So um, a lot of price volatility um, and a lot of that stemmed from um, the supply chain issues we have and, and all of the domestic and international uh, product that we have moving through our, our industry created some pinch points, also some um, some pricing concerns and and honestly the supply piece was the the main um focus i've had for the last 12 to 24 months just because um price was not as important and and supply has kind of been king recently so um that's kind of my background and that's uh what i've i've been yeah. um helping premier ag and winfield united with for the last 24 to 30 months or so yeah and you work really closely with mark uh, our vice president of uh, crop protection and seed. So, Mark, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here today, other than 
me stopping in your office first thing this morning and <laughs> seeing if you'd join us. Yeah. So I uh, started out back in 85 uh, with Johnson County Co-op. So I've been through three different companies now through mergers and, and different things. So started out working as branch manager there, uh, doing operations, went into sales uh, in 2000, started uh, running a division. So I've worked with fertilizer, seed, chem, uh, operations, uh, managing account managers, all that kind of stuff through the years. So with the mergers and the growth of Premier Ag, I ended up in was just working mostly in CPP and seed today. And then um, I guess for growers, when we talk about crop protection chemicals for fields and for our listeners uh, that may not be familiar, um, you know, we spray a lot of uh, a lot of chemistry on fields to help control weeds or or insects or or fungal diseases. Um, and a farmer's questions would be like, how, what happened and how is it today and when's it going to get better? So, Brad, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about how we got into the supply point? We did explain the supply, the supply and pricing issue that we got into going into the fall, if we can remember back that far, of, uh, gosh, I guess it was just 21, wasn't it, Mark? Right. Yeah. So, Brad, what, what kind of happened with some of the global uh, disruptions in active ingredients? Yeah, so so we have had, and it, it's been a trend, right? It, it's, it didn't just happen overnight. I mean, there's been an upward trend in the crop protection market um you know price appreciation has happened probably you know three out of the last four years um it everything is on the upswing you know a lot of it has to do with um just the the cost to to move product i mean you know a lot of our technical material um comes from overseas uh, we've we've all seen the situations in china with you know flooding and then now we have drought where you know their hydroelectric plants are unable to to let their country run out of capacity um, that allows them to produce as much product. So that creates an issue. You know, we had the Olympics thrown in there in China. Um, you know, a, a lot of the Asian market has driven um, the cost of goods um, from the tech perspective. You know, we obviously formulate most of it domestically, um, but, but that's driven a lot of, you know, the price variability. Um, you know, you see the port issues we have where, oh, yeah. you know, you have a, you have a quarantine and at a port that's, that's highly involved with shipping, um, technical over, or even unloading it on our side of the, you know, of the ocean, you get a port shut down for six to 10 days. It, it creates problems, right? It creates a bottleneck. Um, and then on top of that, okay, once we get it here, how do we truck it? Right. We have, you know, we have an increased cost of fuel. Um, you know, we, we've had issues with trucking, I mean, across not just ours, but multiple industries on, you know, how we have, an, if we have enough drivers, do we have enough trucks? Um, you know, our, our cost to serve and, and even the suppliers and, and Winfield United has, has felt the pressure. So have our, uh, you know, our owners and, and the retailers and, you know, growers too, right? They, they have to, uh, they have additional cost and, and just getting the crop on and off the field so um that's driven a lot of it the supply chain has um and then when we have shortages when we have plant breakdowns things like that that creates you know another issue where we have to look at an alternative product um that maybe not could have not been our first choice sure. um 
and then that second choice product, you know, inherently has uh, pressure where, you know, everybody's looking for, a, I mean, perfect example, glyphosate, right? Everybody felt the glyphosate crunch last fall. So what happens? You know, you, everyone goes to the next AI um, for grass control. So then that created a crunch on clethodim. Um, and obviously we felt pressure on that. Now I feel like the glyphosate piece is starting to loosen up. Um, maybe not with some of the other uh, companies now that we heard this week that may not be making anymore or are not making anymore. Um, but it's just a lot of dynamics of moving parts around, you know, the suppliers and, and the cost to serve and the cost to produce. Yeah. Well, Mark, you take, so you took all this information and, and uh, so not many folks know what you have to do to, to take the supply plan and then on allocated products where there's only so much to go around, what did, what did you do to, to try to figure out how we're going to take what we have and get it allocated out to equitably and fairly to all the growers? <clears throat> well, uh, I mean, going into last year was so much different than previous years because of all the allocations. And so, uh, number one, the decision was made last year going out of the 21 season that we weren't returning a lot of product to back to distribution. We were going to carry everything we could into the new year because we knew shortages were coming, allocations were coming, prices were going up and so forth. So we, we carried all we could. Now, that's not a big portion of what we needed. Uh, so then we just start working with basic manufacturers and the reps as they come in and try to learn what those allocations are, how we work through those, get them in the right place, and hopefully they're there at the right time. But we, we had very little control over that. We could we could look at sales histories and, and inventories and, and look at what what we needed where. Uh, what we weren't certain of is, is when we were going to get those things. So we started talking about plan B, plan C, and, and some of those kind of things and started ordering products along those lines. Probably knowing we're going to be oversupplied going into the season if everything shows up, but everything's not going to show up. So that was that was the first hurdle. Can you, uh, Mark, can you explain a little bit about how, I mean, we used to like, I guess in the <laughs> – we would buy prepay chemistry and then we kind of knew what our costs were going to be going into what well, we didn't know right yep. so what what changed can you explain a little bit about how <laughs> the pricing dynamics that you and Brad had had to work through uh so yeah uh what wasn't i mean supply was the first challenge that we had and and getting products and allocations and all that kind of stuff pricing was the next challenge last year for the first year Really, since I've been doing this, uh, we went into our prepay season, which is typical prepay season for all retailers at December, January timeframe. We went into that season not fully understanding cost of product. Uh, a lot of product last year for the first time, uh, manufacturers decided they weren't going to lock things in basically based on a program because of the volatility in the marketplace and their cost, uh, but they're going to price it on data delivery. And if you don't know when data delivery is, you don't know what your cost is or blended cost of all that product. So we had some in, we had more coming, we had more ordered and didn't know when it was going to get there. So no way of knowing cost uh, going into our prepay season. So we made some assumptions. Um, we wanted to go ahead and offer all of our growers the opportunity to prepay just like they normally had. That's, that's critical to their business. And we wanted to be fair about how we priced that. So we made some assumptions on price and especially on four key AIs that we were really concerned about, those being glyphosate, glufosinate, 240s, and atrazine, 
we made the decision to publish a prepay price at a not to exceed level. So we gave growers an opportunity to buy. Uh, they knew what their cost was going to be. And we said, once we get all that product in at the end of the season, see what we used, we'll look at blended costs and, and make adjustments if we need to. So that was the big change on price that we had to deal with last year. That was a uh, pretty, it was remarkable. The first time that's ever happened that I, I'm aware of, and I think we're, that I know of, I, I don't know of any other company that did this, but what you, Mark, what you basically did was come out with a, hey, we think this is as high as it's going to be. And if it's not, we'll take care of you. Right. And then, so yeah, so when we got through the season, we, we said at July 15th, we looked, we went back and looked at those AIs, uh, on those four key AIs, we looked at what our blended cost was throughout the season and, and threw that back into the formula that we used to set prepay prices. And on a couple products, it was lower. And so we rebated some stuff and, and issued some credit back to growers. That's a that's pretty unheard of. <laughs> that's a very that's a farm. That's when your owners are your customers. Uh, you get you get special treatment. I mean, that's the kind of trust that our growers have in us. Yeah, we built uh, we built not only plant A's and B's, but sometimes C's and D's. And there was just an absolute uh, it was just an absolute nightmare to try to keep track of things that would show up and things that wouldn't and and stuff that. Uh, for for the casual listener, things that have to be sprayed before the crop comes up out of the ground that didn't show up till midsummer that we had already substituted out of, then we get product in that uh, that uh, at that point in time was too late in the season to even use. So uh, the planning last year, uh, if you could call it that, it was more of the coping <laughs> than the planning. I think we're giving Mark flashbacks here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's tried to put this behind us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'd rather not go through that again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, Brad, with that, uh, with that idea, what what's coming? What's looking at the industry coming up? I mean, we're uh, to put a timestamp on this. We're we're approaching mid October, twenty twenty two. What's what's twenty three looking like? Man, Sal, I, I wish I had a crystal ball. <laughs> well, we um, we paused there to let you fill that up. We were we were, we were ready. <laughs> I can shake my magic eight ball, I guess, if, if that'll give me the answers. Uh, I can't promise they'll be right. Um, so so what we've seen in the past, um, you know, I didn't touch this one, but I mean, some of the force majeures we've seen with production, you know, we can't uh, we can't assume just because tech and, and uh, product is available that there's not some inert ingredient that won't show up. Um, so so we still have to plan for that. And I know we've said this numerous times, but the B, C, D, you know, the different plans we have, um, you know, taking that initiative, having a having a plan early, you know, knowing what your crop plan is going to be as far as a um, crop protection um, plan is. If we know, if we can foresee um, what we need, we can start, you know, to, to plan for that. Yeah, I think um, uh, so. Basically, you're you telling know, us a little bit of more of the same, but we're not really sure. Which part of the same? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I do think, you know, we got lucky in 20 um, because historical inventories, I mean, our terminology was, you know, we were able to sweep the corners out, right? We were able, we had things in the shed that we've been setting on and 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 uh, were able to, to make things work. 21 was a little different. I mean, we were, we were hand to mouth and I think, I think the growers felt that. Um, that we had to um, start planning ahead and, and 
that has changed. The dynamic has changed pretty um, uh, at, a, at a high level. I think everyone's willing to start doing that. Um, you know that you said the A word earlier. I don't. I I need a quarter jar every time the word allocation is said. <laughs> I'd be rich by now and and living in on an island somewhere. But uh, yeah, allocation is is inevitable um, in this marketplace right now. I mean we we have unforeseen issues um that you can't plan for right so um you know we we have a we have a plan but uh you know production to your point mark um the ship date it's it's never been based off ship date i mean i i think we've had pricing that usually holds from crop year to crop year never moves one time to where now we see it multiple times a year, quarterly, you know, if not more than that, right? Because of the volatility of the marketplace. So, um, you know, my advice, and, and I'm sure you guys, you know, are, are, have the same philosophy is, um, and I've said it once already, but having a crop plan is, is so important for the crop protection um, piece as well. And, and I guess my question to you, and maybe it's, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you know, how do you guys feel like the channel inventory is right now? You know, everybody's been kind of um, taking product as they can get it, not necessarily as they need it. Do we feel the channel inventory is a little heavy, um, a little light? Because um, that's that's an interesting thing for us, and it's it's almost impossible to know what what's out in the countryside because usually the last two years we've been hand to mouth to where now maybe people are holding on to stuff. Uh, because of price appreciation and because of the the unknowns of supply. I guess that's a question for Mark, and uh, he's giving me the look. And whenever you talked about next year, he kind of folded his arms across his chest a little bit in frustration. But uh, uh, I don't know that it's too dissimilar than we had in the past, is it, Mark? It it feels better than a year ago. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, we're bringing stuff in. I mean, we've gone through the normal summer fill programs. Marketing programs are coming out. Manufacturers talk about what they anticipate in the way of price increases. That seems more customary to me than last year, but there's just so many unknowns still. I mean, we learned a lot of the uh, last year going through the process that we didn't know in the past, or at least I didn't know about production schedules and tolling and, and all the things that chemical companies go through to get product out the door that I guess we all knew went on, but we didn't know the complexity of that, I guess. And, uh, and so um, it, it feels better going into this year. We're taking product as we can get it. And right now it, it seems to be flowing pretty good. Uh, even pricing doesn't seem to be as volatile, but we're only one disaster away from, uh, from the thing, you know, uh, Going back to maybe where we were, uh, natural gas situation in 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 the Europe in the European countries is going to be one of the key drivers, I think, for for uh, chemical production. Yeah. Well, I guess I think what I get out of this call is that it's never been more important to be aligned. If you're to be a grower, this is a plug, shameless plug for Premier Ag, I think. But but uh, it's never been more important to be aligned with a reliable supplier. 
And there's no clear answer, obviously. And I don't know. I mean, with the things that we're dealing with now, <laughs> with low rivers, I mean, from a fertilizer standpoint, to the things that could happen from a global, uh, a global newsworthy event that changes all this. To, you know, he talked about technical ingredients and the active ingredients that are in these products, or maybe it might be something as uh, like an inert carrier type ingredient that might be made somewhere else that comes up short, but. Even plastic lids. We've heard it before. There's cardboard boxes that they that they don't get, or or plastic lids. I mean, who knows when the next you know the next issue is going to be. So, uh, I'm glad it feels better, Mark. But uh, but like you said, still doesn't feel great. So we may only be one hurricane hitting in the wrong place away from going through the whole the whole thing again. Well, there you go. So on that bright <laughs> note. <yeah>. Oh my <laughs> We're going to have the fun uh, podcast another time. <laughs> With Mark? Yeah. Or no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. It's not all doom and gloom. That's right. Uh, it can't be. No, well, it can't be. Well, Brad, Mark, we certainly appreciate everything, appreciate everything that you all do. Uh, Brad, certainly from distribution. And uh, Mark, everything that you do internally to work with all our, all our growers to get product out, allocated and priced. But uh, that's all I've got, Ryan. Do you have anything else? I don't. Nope, I'm good. Mark, I'm good. You good? Thank you, Mark, very much. Uh, Brad, thanks for joining us, and uh, that'll wrap up another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. See you, Brad. Thanks. Thanks.